I'm very, very happy that cozy mysteries are now becoming cool. Like we already knew that they were cool, whatever. <laughs> yeah, right. uh, I am super happy that that more and more people are allowing themselves to read it without the biases that people normally have towards cozy mysteries. I know that this is sort of, it could be a whole podcast in and of itself, but the, the viewage of people, um, thinking that it's just for grandmas, that it's just mm -hmm. for like, mm -hmm. like very mm -hmm. ageist thinking. Um, no, everybody can enjoy cozies. There is a cozy subgenre for every person. Mm -hmm. Welcome to the Get Cozy podcast, where we talk all about the coziest of book genres, the cozy mystery. I'm your host, Christy Meyer, and I'll be bringing you author interviews and keeping you up to date on all the hottest cozy mystery releases. So grab yourself a cup of your favorite hot beverage and let's get cozy. Hello, my cozy friends. Welcome to what is, for me, a very exciting episode because I have two of my very favorite cozy mystery booktubers with us. These ladies are absolutely the queens of cozies. We have Courtney from Cortagonist and Spencer from Intentionally Bookish. So welcome to the show, you two. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. <laughs> Jinx. <laughs> no, I am just so thrilled to have you on the show because I started watching both of your channels in 2020 when I got into Cozy Mysteries and I needed recommendations and you both helped me find some of my very favorite books. So do you want to start the conversation today by telling us about your booktube channels, maybe how you got started and what kind of content you post? and we can start with Spencer. Okay, yeah. Um, so I had actually started my channel thanks to my husband. I had fallen down the booktube rabbit hole one day. Um, I couldn't even tell you how I landed on it, but <laughs> I started watching a particular booktuber whose taste, to be honest, was completely different than mine, but I was just so happy to see somebody talking about books because that is also another hobby of mine is just listening to people talk about books. And um, from there, it spiraled into finding more and more channels going deeper and deeper. And my husband kept pushing me, insisting that I should start my own channel. But like many of us, not all, but like many of us, I'm pretty introverted. And so the idea of putting my face on camera uh, was very intimidating. And so after probably months of him trying to get me to do it. I finally bit the bullet and started my channel. Uh, I'm pretty, well, wow, time actually has gone by quickly. I was going to say I'm pretty new, <laughs> but <laughs> I think I've had my channel since about 2019, maybe 2018. I'm not sure, but uh, time flies when you're chatting books for sure. Yeah, definitely. I'm so glad he convinced you to do it because it is intimidating to put yourself out there and create content but I love your channel and I love all the videos that you're putting out oh thank you so much yeah that first video I made myself watch it a couple of months back just I have no idea masochism who knows but <laughs> definitely cringy <laughs> but it let me see that I've actually kind of come a long way just in terms of being a little comfortable to the camera I think what helps is that um it's just me and the camera rather than a room full of people so um 
I kind of think of it that way whenever I'm talking about books. So like the type of videos that I usually post, obviously very cozy mystery themed. I like to do a lot of roundups because cozy is one of those genres that there's just endless different topics and subgenres mm-hmm. and authors and everything that you can explore. So I like to um, kind of dive into and talk about different facets. I also dabble in reading blogs, um, just more so because I like to sometimes pick up the camera during the weekend. Admittedly, it's been a while, but those are also fun to do. And um, I've had a couple of author interviews as well, which, Christy, I'm sure you know, it can be super fun to kind of fangirl mm-hmm. <laughs> with an author to work. <laughs> you admire but um yeah really anything bookish under the sun I am down to talk about oh, I love that and Courtney how about you so my channel is Courtagonist and uh Spencer and I's origin stories on booktube are sort of the same um I had <laughs> fallen into booktube um in 2017 but there there was no one talking about cozy mysteries and mm-hmm. I was complaining to my husband about it and he was like well you know you could be the person to talk about the cozy mysteries I was like nobody wants to hear my voice nobody wants to listen to me that much and he's like well I mean if if you really want to and so uh summer of 2017 he helped me um get out of my nobody wants to listen to me voice Mm -hmm. and um picked my name as Courtagonist because I wanted something that was a play on words like Cozy Mysteries. Um, so it's a mixture of like antagonist and protagonist, but with my my name. Um, I like to say that I'm an awkward turtle when it comes to <laughs> like recording myself. I very rarely um, edit, edit my videos. I just allow my weirdness just to come out and people either, you know, love it or they can, uh, they can mute me and they don't have to, uh, they can just see the books that I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I talk a lot about, uh, cozy mysteries. I do a lot of like top fives, like what Spencer was talking about, like top five, uh, cat cozies or cozy mysteries for the seasons. Um, but I also read, I've really been reading all different kinds of books the past few years, science fiction, fantasy, um, poetry. I mean, I just, I just love all of the reading. And I do, I really love how authentic your channel is and how authentic your, your videos feel. It feels very like warm and personal and friendly. So I love that you do that. Thank you. Yeah, I just, I don't want anybody to ever be like, she's not authentic or she's like, I want whenever somebody meets me in person to go, oh, she really is like that in real life. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, so far we can definitely attest to that with this conversation. So I love it. Good. So cozies are just such a niche genre, but they're certainly having a moment and reading them has become kind of trendy in the book community in the past year or two. And I mean, you guys have talked about your timelines with starting your channels. And so in my opinion, you were both kind of doing it before it was cool. So I'm curious to know how you each got started reading cozies and we'll start with Courtney on this one. So I started really reading cozies in 2015, 2014, 2015, and I just sort of fell into them one day as I was browsing the bookstore. I wanted something that was fun and um, just like relaxing to read, and the puns of the titles, I could not stop laughing at them, and so then I just binge 
bought and read all of um, the Southern Sewing Circle series by Elizabeth Lynn Casey. And I, there was no turning back. I literally needed those at a time in my life where I, I needed that. I call it like happy murder. Um, <laughs> I needed the, like, I love the mystery elements and I love the, um, like just the growing with the characters, but, um, I, that's sort of how I kind of got into it. I love being able to read a long series as well. Um, cause that's just, I, th- they become family to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I totally agree. And those punny titles kind of are what first sparked my interest too, is you just kind of see them on the shelf and it's like, those look kind of interesting. I like puns, so <laughs> I'm curious, but yeah, it took me a while to actually, um, jump into them after kind of eyeballing those titles for a while as well. And Spencer, how did you get started? Yeah, I mean, also very similar to Courtney, just in terms of spotting them at the bookstore. So funny enough, <laughs> this this might be a hot take, but I actually, this was way back in 2008, and I had picked up the um, Stephanie Plum series by Janet Ivanovic. And I say hot take because it's debatable amongst the people whether or not we could consider that a cozy or not. But regardless, (laughs) I picked those up and I ate them up. And back in the day, this was, this was so far back in the day that I was buying the books at Borders when they still existed. And they Mm -hmm. came in like box sets of threes. And I remember buying the box sets and, the next day going and getting more and I did that like four times because I think that at that point they were up to maybe book 14 or 15 in the series and so by the time I had finally caught up I'm like what do I do now (laughs) I also love series as well I think a lot of us uh folks who enjoy cozy mysteries just really appreciate long series and Mm -hmm. so I was kind of stuck and so coincidentally where it was located in the bookstore was in kind of the cozy mystery or next to the cozy mystery section and so from there I just kind of skated through the titles as well I love the fun covers obviously we all love the good punny titles and I can remember that the first what I would consider traditional cozy mystery that I picked up was Kate Carlisle's bibliophile mysteries and I adored those. And it just kind of snowballed from there um, because I also really wanted something fun but kept within the murder mystery aspect. Um, I was a huge fan of, um, you know, Mary Higgins Clark and other similar mysteries. But this just kind of gave me an added fun element that I didn't realize that I wanted or needed. <laughs> so the rest is kind of history from there. Yeah, absolutely. And I love how you mentioned um, the Janet Ivanovich series and your your hot take because you did just do that video about like cozy mystery hot I takes. did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I won't get too much into it because I don't want to annoy anybody who might think differently than <laughs> I do. But um, regardless of what side of the fence you fall on and whether or not it's a cozy mystery, it's definitely a fun time. And there are quirky side characters which you know obviously are similar with cozies and so that's one of the things even to this day is one of my favorites about cozies it's just a really fun side characters and like Courtney was saying when you have a long series they become family and I'm invested in 
what they're doing and yeah the the murders are fun obviously <laughs> but I want to know like who so-and-so is dating and uh-huh. you know how the the town grump is pissing people off in the latest episode <laughs> <laughs> yeah same like it's for me it's like I want to be immersed in these communities I love all the side characters all the subplots like that's why I really love cozy mysteries so that's actually a really good segue into my next a question talking about hot takes because there are so many brand new readers hopping aboard the cozy mystery train and then we have publishers marketing mystery novels either as thrillers or cozies that are probably like traditional mysteries Um, and I feel like there's just a lot of confusion about what a cozy mystery novel actually is so I'm curious how you each would define a cozy and we'll start with Spencer. I was hoping you would go with Courtney first. <laughs> we definitely can. <laughs> because, <laughs> uh, because I feel like she's probably got the elevator pitch down pat and I can get rambly. So for me, and again, I probably can be a little bit more loosey-goosey when it comes to what a cozy is. But um, to me, it's the subgenre of mystery that places an emphasis on the setting and descriptions. Um, I think to me, that's really what helps stand it apart from, like you said, traditional mysteries. Um, You know, obviously you have your amateur sleuth. So the person who is investigating the crime isn't someone who is a police official or a sheriff or a detective or anything like that. So they're just kind of like your average Joe or Jane trying to get to the bottom of something. And I know with traditional cozies, you know, when you have the checklist that you're looking at, they tend to take place in a small town. Um, any of the murders are happening off screen, which I do think, regardless of what kind of cozy it is, that's still kind of like the number one marker. You're not getting anything too gory. Um, but at the same time, I know that there are a lot of cozies that check every other box, but maybe are a little bit more gratuitous, either in the language or the murder. But um, for the most part, yeah, those are the kind of things that I would consider a cozy. And again, with the descriptions, that's what really, to me, sets the cozies apart, not only from the other mystery shub genres, but also from one another. Because let's be honest, there are, for example, a handful of, or more than a handful of cat cozies or sewing cozies, but really what makes them different from one another is the settings and the descriptions and the characters. And I feel like when you're picking up a cozy, you're not in it necessarily for the murder, but more so for the warm, homey feel that you're getting from the descriptions, either of the town or of, you know, the scent of the bakery, if it's a baking cozy or anything like that. So for me, description is key and um, the murder comes secondary. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. What do you think, Courtney? Um, I agree. I think that like the, the, the town or the small area has to feel like a character in and of itself, right? Like you have to feel as though you're walking down the street. You have to, it it, it is a very well-written cozy. If afterwards I am going to go and buy that donut, or I am going to go (laughs) and grab that cup of coffee, or I want to put my hands in the soil. Um, that's sort of how I see cozy mysteries. Another thing that uh, uh, Spencer didn't talk about, but I think uh, a lot of readers will say is that there's not a lot of sex. Um, It's it's a lot of like closed door romances. Mm -hmm. Um, 
a, a, a touch of the hand, like that's as hot as it gets. Right. Um, and there's rarely any cursing in a, in a cozy mystery as well. Though I am starting to really, really like, like, I almost want to dub it like millennial cozies, but not just, not because like the sleuth is, is of millennial age, but it, it sort of like knocks the spice level up a little bit. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. like when I, when I'm thinking about that, I'm thinking about the secret book and scone society by Ellery mm-hmm. Adams. Um, she is a predominantly cozy mystery author, but her secret book and scone society almost like it, it toes the line mm-hmm. when it comes to sex on the page and cursing and things like that. But I would still say that it has the cozy mystery feel. So I think that because um, there's so much hype going on with cozies right now, I think that authors are also being a little bit more bold in the spice level that they're allowing um, their characters to have in newer books. And just to kind of piggyback off of that, in addition to kind of amping up um, maybe the spice level, what I'm also seeing is a bit more um, plot lines that are, I think, grounded in our society today. I mean, that's, (laughs) that's obviously not to say that cozies don't feel realistic but they've always been uh more of an escapism so Mm -hmm. I would say pretty pretty low stakes considering that there is a murder involved but you know there are multiple cozies that have come out perfect example that comes to mind is the um Keep a Rosie series by um Mia Manansala and Mm -hmm. I know Mm -hmm. at least in the first book you know they're dealing with um you know maybe some some bias in terms of the amateur sleuth and her family's culture and and stuff like that so I think that authors also have started to push the boundaries when it comes to that which you know again kind of grounds it in life today and can sometimes again depending on how many of the other boxes are checked (laughs) can blur the line between traditional mystery and cozy yeah Mm -hmm. Definitely, definitely. I agree with everything you're both saying. And I kind of imagine like the mystery genre as like a giant spectrum and you've got like maybe cozies on one end and then like dark psychological thrillers on the other with traditional mysteries in the middle. Mm -hmm. But there's still like that full spectrum of cozy mystery that ranges from like super sweet, absolutely no on-page violence or sex, very light and fun. And then you do, like you guys have mentioned, like have those cozies that are really just towing that line of the traditional mystery genre. Yeah, yeah. and I, I love that that society or the, the, the bookish community has opened their arms to it. Mm-hmm. Like I'm very, very happy that cozy mysteries are now becoming cool. Like we already knew that they were cool, whatever. (laughs) uh, I am super happy that, that more and more people are allowing themselves to read it without the biases that people normally have towards cozy mysteries. I know that this is sort of, it could be a whole podcast in and of itself, but the, the viewage of people, um, thinking that it's just for grandmas, that it's just Mm -hmm. for like Mm -hmm. like, very Mm -hmm. ageist thinking. Um, no, everybody can enjoy cozies. There is a cozy subgenre for every person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I absolutely yeah. agree. And I feel like whatever genre is like your jam, like if it's thrillers or if it's like YA, like there's definitely 
a cozy, like a gateway cozy mystery to get you into this genre. And it's just finding Mm -hmm. the right one. And if anyone needs recommendations, like the three of us are always happy to help you find what that book is for you. For sure. Yeah, for sure. And I'm so glad you say that because I've had some people ask me before or kind of mention, you know, like, oh, I tried such and such and I didn't love it. Or where would you start? And, you know, honestly, one of the first things that I ask them is like, what are you into? Mm-hmm. Like, what kind of shows do you watch? What are your hobbies? Because there is more likely than not a cozy that has that theme. And I've learned so much or I've, you know, dabbled at least vicariously (laughs) in so many different hobbies just because there's a cozy associated with it Mm -hmm. and it's like have I ever made cheese no but yes you better make sure that I will read a cozy about a cheese maker and find it absolutely fascinating (laughs) just because that's the kind of person that I am yes I know it's like cozies have this extra level of immersiveness that you don't get in a lot of Mm -hmm. fiction because we have like recipes we have patterns we have these really like in-depth descriptions of different hobbies or locations like we've gone on cozy mystery based vacations because of this (laughs) genre and I love it yeah I do too Okay, so I do want to go over what some of your go-to cozy mystery recommendations for readers who have never picked up a cozy mystery before. Um, And I thought we could just kind of like switch off and maybe each name a couple of our favorites. And Courtney, we'll let you kick this one off. Okay, so I know I'm going to sound like a broken record. But <laughs> let's hear it because I know what you're going to say. <laughs> I have a guess. What I'm going to say, I'm gonna say Ellie Alexander's Bake Shop Mystery series. Mm-hmm. I, yep. I'm currently doing a reread of it right now where people are following my reread. And then at the end of the month, I bake, they vote and I bake one of the recipes from the back of the book as I'm talking about the book. And so it's completely spoilery. But it is one of those series, like if you love Gilmore Girls, if you love baking, coffee, feisty best friends, like yeah. if you love a, a, a cozy or a book where the town feels like a person, a character in and of itself, you need to pick up the Bake Shop Mystery Series. Agreed. 100% agree. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. I um I had that one on my list and I knew that you were going to mention it <laughs> and I completely agree because and it it's so funny because I never thought about it as if you like Gilmore Girls and you love the series because I love Gilmore Girls mm-hmm. and now that I'm thinking about it it's like a light click because I'm like yeah actually I can see a lot of um, mm-hmm. you know obviously it's not like one to one but just that overarching tone and feel a hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, especially with like with Jules and her relationship with Helen and mm-hmm. her, with yeah. her mom, like you can really see the inspiration from Gilmore mm-hmm. Girls in um, yeah. in that series. Yeah, I yeah. agree. And like yeah. the, the wacky side characters and the close knit community. Yeah, absolutely. One of the things that I love, which you don't get in every cozy, because a lot of times the towns that they uh, write about are fictional. Ashland is a real place. And the fact that it's real makes me so happy because it's on my bucket list simply because of this book. And I know Ellie Alexander, the author, has, um, you know, spotlit her town of Ashland multiple times. And it seems just as charming off page as it does 
on page. And, you know, if it's one of the cozies that you get into, then you can always take a trip there mm-hmm. and kind of immerse yourself <laughs> into the street and the different scenes. Yeah, definitely. So I intentionally didn't include that book on my recommendation list, even though it is one of my go-to recommendations, just because I knew Courtney yeah. was going to say it. So. I am. I am a broken record. <laughs> yeah. No, you got me to read that series. So like, I'm forever grateful to you for that, because it's one of my very favorites. Good. Yeah, me too. I read it as well, um, because I know that you had talked about it. I came across one of your videos years ago when I first picked it up, and I actually started with the holidays. Uh, I think Cup of Holiday Fear or something like that. It was, it was a, yeah, it was a Christmas one. Uh Yes. It was perfect. And I had to obviously go back. But um, I, one of the ones that I think is fun for kind of an introduction to cozies is um, Heather Blake's Wishcraft series. This is actually another one of the cozies that I read early on in kind of like my cozy lifespan. (laughs) And I also binge this one. I think it's very quintessential cozy in the fact that it's feel good, super charming, relatively low stakes, and um, it's just really fun and whimsical. So it's essentially about this woman who is a witch or has powers, but instead of being what one may consider a traditional witch, she um, can kind of grant wishes which sounds very genie-like, but it doesn't work that way. And so she has this business where she, um, you know, essentially helps people with different aspects of their life using her craft. But um, again, it's set in a small town as well, super charming. There is a love interest, but there's no love triangle or drawn out will they, won't they. I think it's just kind of like a, a nice subplot. And I believe there are a handful of books in this series. Um, and so if that's something that you end up liking, there's plenty of them, but it, it checks all the boxes. And like the covers are absolutely gorgeous. I remember picking it out because there was glitter on the cover, which fully admit I judge books by their cover. <laughs> so oh, like, yes, yes, we all I do. Need to it's okay. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> and um, I absolutely adore them. And I think they're so fun and lighthearted and just, really capture the essence of what a cozy is well my tbr just grew by it looks like nine books so thank you for that (laughs) (laughs) of course always happy to help grow a tbr (laughs) (laughs) no that sounds really fun i just added it to my my goodreads and my story graph as you've been (laughs) talking so thank you anytime So I'm going to sound like a broken record as well, because I have been gushing about this book all year. It's my favorite book I've read this year, and it is Vera Wong's Unsolicited Advice for Murderers by Jesse Q. Sutanto. I need to pick this up. I want to read that. Oh my goodness. It is so (laughs) great, you guys. So this book follows Vera Wong, who she's running this forgotten tea shop in little Chinatown in San Francisco. Her shop's run down. She's feeling neglected by her son. She's widowed. And then one morning she goes to open her shop and finds a dead body inside. And Vera is just such a character. She's like immediately convinced that she is going to do a much better job at solving the case than the police possibly could. So, you know, she might immediately tamper with the crime scene and get clues and then she like not only questions the suspects but she like inserts herself into their lives like she's at their house like cooking them dinner 
openly questioning questioning them about the murder and like she makes no secret of the (laughs) fact that she like suspects them but she's like this overbearing aunt so like they love her and she's being super intrusive but she also genuinely loves and cares for them so then like we as the readers genuinely love and care for them so like the stakes are really high that we don't want any of them to be (laughs) the one who did it but it's all just like really funny it's well written it's heartfelt and it's really original like it uh, has mm-hmm. a similar vibe to Dial A for Aunties, except like it actually is a cozy mystery. That mm, okay, I, it's now up higher. Like I'm probably going to buy it on audiobook the moment I get done with this. <laughs> good. It is. Oh, it's so good, and like the suspects all have their own POV in the book as well. So it's just it's so much fun. Oh, that's, that's really like cool. I love it when they do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, Courtney, what's your next recommendation? Okay, so my next recommendation, I'll make it non, um, well, non-bakey. Uh, let's do Ellery Adams' Book Retreat Mystery Series. Oh, sorry. I love that one so much. <laughs> Me too. It's such a good series. It's such a good series. I, especially now that I've become a mom, I gravitate really, really hard towards when our amateur sleuth is also a parent, but it has to be done right. Right. Like Mm. as a mom, you're Mm -hmm. constantly wondering, like, well, how are they taking care of their children and solving Mm -hmm. this mystery? Mm -hmm. Like, like, I'm just like, "Mm, where are your priorities? But (laughs) uh, Ellery's book retreat mystery series, she does it so, so well. Um, It so the book retreat is all about. Storrington Hall. So Storrington Hall, the very first one in the series is called Murder in the Mystery Suite. And it always goes like murder in the locked library, murder in the whatever. But the Storrington Hall is a storybook resort in Virginia. And they have um, specific rooms that are themed for like there's the Jane Austen Hall and our main character is Jane Stewart and she has been given sort of the run of the resort by her aunt and uncle. Um, There's a lot of like mysteries within mysteries in this one and so I don't it's always hard to give like the setup because you don't want to give away anything Mm -hmm. but she does have two twin boys (laughs) Um, who are hilarious and they are always getting into mischief and I kind of want to ruffle both of their heads. Um, (laughs) And she's trying to basically solve murders that uh, come up in the, in the resort. Yeah. So I think that you describe the book completely accurate it's tough because whenever I have to tell somebody about it I usually only talk about the first book because uh whatever happens is not a spoiler for the rest of the series but of course you don't know that going into the first book so I think Mm -hmm. that's absolutely uh accurate and I adore that series so much it's another one that I have come across and actually made me a fan of Ellery Adams I know she's one of the queen authors of Cozy, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. so I have so many of her series because of that. Um, I will also say that the Book Retreat Mystery Series is one of the very first cozy mystery series that I had ever read that did have cliffhangers um, with 
not the murder itself, like the murders that happen in the books, they all come to an end uh, in the mm -hmm. whole book. But her like mystery within mysteries, um, there have been, mm -hmm. there were quite a few where like I got caught up and then I was like, are you serious? I have to wait a whole entire year. <laughs> like I feel personally yeah. attacked and victimized. <laughs> um, That's why I'm so hesitant to read brand new cozies because I love, again, series and I tend to binge them if not at least two or three at a time if I get mm -hmm, into it and mm -hmm. it's gut-wrenching if it's like oh I can't wait to read this new series that just came out and then you have to wait a whole year and I'm just like yeah. I don't know what I'm gonna do with my life for yeah. the next 365 days <laughs> mm -hmm. agreed I know cozy mystery problems but I I do have to say I love that series and I just feel like it's like a book lover's dream come true mm -hmm. like she's it leaving really she's like living out her book lover daydreams on the page and it's just so lovely Agreed. Mm -hmm. For sure. It's one of the ones where the setting is really a character in and mm -hmm. of itself because, mm -hmm. again, who wouldn't want to visit Storyton Hall or even just that whole little fairy tale town in general? And she's got, um, I believe, a map in the beginning of the pages of the book, which is mm -hmm. so fun. And I'm never one to really care or reference them, but well, to be sure, after I read that series, I'm like looking at the map, trying to get an idea of like how far the walk is to mm -hmm. the bakery or her friend's shop and stuff like that. So oh, that's yeah. really fun. I love maps that are in books that are like not fantasy books because we all like always get yeah. them in fantasy books. But <laughs> yeah. I love to have them uh -huh. in contemporary books and get to like see the little community that we're immersing ourselves in. I think it's so fun. Agreed. Yeah, agreed. Okay, Spencer, what's your next recommendation? So I actually touched on this one earlier, but um, I wanted to recommend the Pizza Rosie's Kitchen series. Um, not necessarily if you're new to cozies in general, but more so if you're trying to make that transition from general mystery or more, you know, general fiction books. Because again, this, even though it is a cozy, it tends to have more of a running social commentary mm -hmm. on the issues that we kind of might deal with today. Don't get me wrong. It's still fun. Um, one of the things that I absolutely love is the um, side characters, which are the aunts. They call oh themselves God. the calendar girls just mm -hmm. because of their names. I think they're like May and June or uh -huh. something like that. But um, anyway, so this series essentially is about a woman, um, a Filipina who is working at her, um, family's restaurant and one of the customers there dies and um of course business <laughs> does awful because people are wondering if it has something to do with the food was he poisoned you know by one of the aunts and so naturally our amateur sleuth is trying to clear her family's name um and then along the way and this kind of touches again on the social commentary the um investigator the detective or the cop that she's having to deal with he's he's kind of got some biases against the family and so she's you know obviously having to contend with that as well as obviously solving a murder and um there is a little bit of a romance or you know kind of a spark of a will they won't they relationship but i think it's just an all-around really good cozy um one of the things if we have to kind of put it into a theme is that it's a culinary cozy and so you are getting amazing descriptions of the Filipino food mm -hmm. and so just 
quick side note. So my husband is Filipino and I actually got him to read this book, uh, his first ever cozy, oh, just cool. because of like the food descriptions. Yeah. And I have to say, uh, he mentioned that all of the food descriptions were super accurate. And um, it's just all around fun. Don't go into it hungry. <laughs> or maybe do. I don't know. But I really enjoyed it, even though it is, I don't want to say hard hitting, because that makes it seem serious. And it's definitely not. But it's a lot more grounded in, you know, 21st century issues, but also mm-hmm. still maintaining the charm of a cozy. I would agree with that. Yeah, a, a yeah. thousand percent. And I like I've said this like probably too many times on the podcast. My listeners are probably like, stop already. But I like <laughs> I really credit this series specifically with bringing in so many new readers to the genre, both because yeah. it was like tremendously commercially successful, right? It was in Book of the Month. It was in the Goodreads Choice it was Awards. In Book of the Month. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. But like I feel the, like the way she incorporates social issues um, is kind of what got a lot of younger readers picking up cozy mysteries and being like, hey, this might be a genre for me. These are things that I care about and mm-hmm. want to see in my fiction. Yeah, definitely. And I, <laughs> just a quick note, if somebody is looking for kind of another cozy mystery that, um, you know, maybe has some issues beyond just solving a murder, I'd have to recommend Emmeline Duncan's um, mm-hmm. Ground Rules mystery series. That one also kind of touches on a, on different issues, um, but it's set in Oregon. This isn't even on my list, but I thought about it because it's a really good one. But it's set in Oregon because a woman owns kind of like a coffee cart, but the author touches on kind of like the, um, the housing crisis and the homeless culture and stuff like that, which again, in and of itself sounds a bit of a bummer, but I promise the series is really well done. It's just that the author doesn't shy away from those things. Um, which really fleshes out the book because it just makes it that much more uh, realistic and mm-hmm. fun to follow along with because you're not neglecting, you know, obvious issues that are coming into play. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Yeah, totally. And I, I love that series. And I feel like cozy mystery authors that are incorporating these social issues, they're doing it in a way where you understand the severity of the issue, but they don't do it in a gritty way that makes you feel like anxious Mm -hmm. while you're reading about it. So for me, sometimes that makes it a little bit like more accessible for people who maybe were kind of turning a blind eye to the issue before they can kind of see it in a somewhat like anesthetized way that makes them consider it in a new light and I think it does a lot is for progress in those different areas yeah I absolutely agree and you summed it up so well and kind of has it you've explained maybe why I like them which is they do it in a way that don't make you anxious you know because let's mm-hmm. be honest you go into certain books wanting an escapism wanting maybe lightheartedness and fun and you can still get those from these books but again there are there are issues that are touched on which you may have otherwise not um, read about elsewhere or maybe you do know about whatever political climate is going on and if an author is talking about a place and doesn't touch on it it makes it less realistic so Mm -hmm. um, I totally agree with you on that yeah yeah definitely 
So uh, my next recommendation, I'm going to be a thousand percent honest and say I totally got it from Courtney and I am very <laughs> grateful because I love this series. It has my whole heart and that is the Family Skeleton series by Lee Perry. Oh my God, yes. Oh. <laughs> oh. I did not read that one yet. Yes. Oh, it's so great. Yes, Sid. Yeah, Team Sid forever. So this series follows college adjunct professor, professor Georgia Thackeray and her teenage daughter who moved back to Georgia's parents' house while she's teaching a semester at their local university. Um, but the most interesting part of the series is probably Georgia's best friend, Sid, who happens to be a literal skeleton that lives in her parents' attic. And like, it sounds silly and it is, but it's silly in like a Gilmore Girls kind of way. And I know we, we compare like cozy mysteries to Gilmore, Girl, to Gilmore Girls a lot, but it just has that similar like tone and vibe and like that super witty humor. And Sid is just like one of the greatest characters in the cozy genre, in my opinion. Like he's a great friend. I would agree. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Like he's got depth. <laughs> he teams up with Georgia to try to solve his own murder throughout the series, as well as like a series of other murders that happen along the way. And he's just like the friend that everybody deserves in their life. I love Sid. Yeah, Aww, I'm getting chills I right now. That up on my TBR. Like literally <laughs> getting chills right now, just thinking about like Sid's story arc mm -hmm. and like just I have like this is one of the series that has made me laugh it has made me cry mm -hmm. I am just like uh, it is another series where the uh the amateur sleuth is also a mom and it's done really mm -hmm. well and it's just literal oh I freaking love this series so much I do too. Like it's one that yeah, I, I will I'm actually reread. <laughs> yeah, re like oh, please read it. Like I reread it over and over <laughs> again. Oh, yes. And there's not very many books that I will do that with because there's always you yeah. know so many other books to read. But this is definitely one that if I need like a little comfort and humor in my mm -hmm. life, like I go to the this series every single time. It's so darn good. It oh, is. I love this series. <laughs> it is. It is. Um, so one of the greatest things about cozies is that we do have some very long running series, which readers can binge read and immerse themselves mm -hmm. in. Uh, we get to enjoy the communities, the characters, the stories, and we've all kind of mentioned how much we enjoy that. Um, so I'm wondering what one long running series you would recommend would be. Yeah. So I actually did a video on this, um, some time back because of this exact reason. I love binging cozies um, because you get to sit with the characters more and kind of live amongst them. So absolutely, I love that. So I, of course, I can never pick this one. So I have to rattle off too, but I promise I'll make the second one quick. But my first one that I want to mention is my absolute favorite cozy mystery series ever, which is the Meg Langslow series by Donna Andrews. Um, they are currently, I believe, before the end of the year out, will be 34 books in the series. And um, essentially, it touches on um, a woman, coincidentally, she's a mom, <laughs> uh, a woman who is a blacksmith, though that plays very little relevance in the story. But she is essentially solving murders in her small town. And really, the story is just filled with her family, which is a cast of quirky characters. One of the things that drew me to it was the punny bird titles. 
So every single book has a pun that's a bird title. So for example, um, Birder She Wrote, which is one of the books coming out later this year. We've got No Harm, No Foul. Um, we'll always have parrots. Like, it's amazing. I, I love it so much. But that one has 30 plus books uh, going, which I absolutely adore. I recommend starting with the first one just so that you can get hooked. But you can really pick up anywhere. And I also would say it's one of the cozies that I have listened to on audio that is really well done. I'm super picky when it comes to cozies on audiobook because mm-hmm. if I'm not driving with the narrator, I just, I can't allow myself to, to trust to it. But the narrator, number one, is the same person the entire time, which I feel like Gosh. should be a rule, right? Yeah. But uh, she's, it, she does it so well and you can really envision each of the characters. So that's my pick. And I'm also going to quickly shoehorn in Murder, She Wrote, which I want to get on my pedestal about <laughs> because... If you know my brand, that's like, I'm, I'm a Jessica Fletcher's number one fan. But anyway, there are currently over 50 books in mm-hmm. the series, which essentially is kind of like a serialization of the show. But each of the books is a completely different case from the show. So there's never any overlap in terms of, oh, I saw this episode before. But that's another really good one. And it's one that you can enjoy even if you've never seen the show because Again, it's essentially, you know, a retired woman going about traveling, solving murders um, as a best-selling mystery author. Mm-hmm. I love that. And I, so those bird titles just absolutely kill me. Those are so funny. And I haven't, like, oh, I'm embarrassed know. to admit that I haven't picked up the Jessica Fletcher books, but I, I will. I'm convinced. You've okay. convinced me. <laughs> Well, it's funny because the new one coming out, I legit scream because it was like a crossover between my favorite Murder, She Wrote and this series. The fact that the title is a pun on Murder, She Wrote. Yeah. So I'm like, oh my God, I absolutely can't wait for that one to come out because it's just, I know it's going to be super fun. That sounds like so much fun. Courtney, what's one that you would recommend? Okay, so I'm going to go with an indie cozy mystery. And that's going to be the Port Danby series by London mm. Lovett. Yes. So mm-hmm. London Lovett writes beautiful, really, really short. Like they're normally between 30,000 and 35,000 words. So if you don't know, a normal cozy mystery is between 75,000 and 85,000 words. So they're very, very quick reads. She is currently working on book 22 in the series and you can find a lot of them on um kindle unlimited or they're like 2.99 or 3.99 so they're great for your pocket but um basically our main character is lacy pink pinkerton and uh she has left behind a six-figure job um and her reputation as like the million dollar nose she has i'm gonna horribly say it hypersomia I did not say that correctly, but basically she can smell any note, nuance, just pick out different things from smelling. Um, And it's a real thing. It's actually pretty cool. And she has a pet crow named Kingston who is going with her to work. She owns a flower shop in uh, Port Danby and she just ends up falling into these murders. Um, 
And I would recommend reading them in order just because there's romance that builds and there she does a really good job at there's like this mystery within a mystery that I'm hooked on and I have to know what happens. And you get like little bits of that mystery through each book. She does this really well also with her, um, she has another series called the Firefly Junction series, which um, follows uh, a writer. A um, And I think she's on like book like 17 or 18 out of that series as well. So there you go. There's a twofer uh, of London Lovett's um, uh, indie cozy mystery series. Yes, I, I haven't read the Firefly Junction ones, but I do love London Lovett's books. I love her writing. Yeah, she's just, and she's such also like a really nice down-to-earth person mm-hmm. as well, which makes me fall in love with the series even more. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, I really, really, I recommend those because those are short and sweet and um, you can binge read them pretty quickly. Yeah, absolutely. And I do love... Um, the price point on cozy mysteries like a lot of them are in KU a lot of them are very inexpensive and I think that's great for accessibility for readers and I really appreciate mm-hmm. it and I'm going to recommend an indie series as well and most all of these are also in Kindle Unlimited um, and that's the Camper and Criminals Cozy Mystery Series by oh, Tanya Kappas. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. this one, one is so fun. So this long. is like Schitt's Creek in a campground. Mm-hmm. And it just, it follows Mae <laughs> yeah. West, who she's got like this plush lifestyle in New York, but everything comes to a screeching halt after the FBI raids her mansion and arrests her husband for a Ponzi scheme. So immediately I'm like, okay, Alexis Rose, here we go. <laughs> and so yeah, she yeah. finds herself like homeless, friendless, penniless, and all she has are the keys to this camper and a rundown campground in normal Kentucky. So the setting, like I said, very similar to Schitt's Creek, um, even though these books did come out first, which I think is important to note. Um, but there's also a group of women called the Laundry Club who are just hilarious. They remind me of the Jazz mm-hmm. Gals. And then Chanya uh, just released book number 30, so it's Zoning, Zealots, and Ziplining. And I think it just came out in February, so very binge-readable series as well. Yeah, I would agree. So, if you could read any cozy mystery again for the very first time, which one would you choose? And we'll start with Courtney. So, I would love to reread the very first cozy mystery series that I read, which is the Southern Sewing Circle series by Elizabeth Lynn Casey. I think that this is secretly where my love of feisty older um, women came from. Um, They are just so uh, the first one's called so deadly um and like it goes into like needle and dread like it just uh, and the covers are just so beautiful but basically we have Tori Sinclair she is a new librarian that has moved to the south and she's considered a Yankee um and she's just winning over the sewing circle who has all like it's just a whole entire group of older feisty women who have their own histories to tell and they're at a point in their lives where they no longer care what society is thinking of them and they're just being themselves and I fell in love with them there are 12 in the series um and I just I really wish I could I could read read it all over again because I want to sort of see their relationships bud and just become as tight of a circle as they 
um, do become uh, throughout the books. That's not, uh, you've convinced me to pick that one up too. I haven't read those ones before, but it sounds lovely. And I do just love that, that first time reading feeling where you just get to totally immerse yourself in the stories and discover all these characters for the first time. It's just the best. It really, really is. And I, I think I, I think that the, the series is finished. Um, I haven't caught up with it, but the book 12 was published in 2017. So I feel like it, 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 it might be gone, which makes me even more sad. And I don't want to, I don't want to not have them. I know that is the worst thing about cozies is when they, end, <laughs> when the series ends, it's terrible. Mm-hmm. Agreed. All right, Spencer, what's one you would recommend? So I am actually going to go with Live and Let Chai by Bree Baker. It's the first book in the Seaside Cafe mystery series. And um, I I read this one at the perfect time because it's said during the summer. I read it during the summer. And I wish that I could go back and do the same thing because it is the embodiment of a refreshing summer drink. I mean, quite literally, since that's what the series is about. So we've got Everly, who's our amateur sleuth, and like many cozies, it starts out with her returning to her hometown, um, but she's actually opening up a ice tea shop on the beach. And so what happens is a resident of the town is found dead on the beach holding a glass from her shop. And so all of a sudden, the small town that was so welcoming to have her back has kind of turned against her. Naturally, they're suspicious, wondering, you know, if she had anything to do with this person's death. And so it's just chock full of um, beachy descriptions, iced tea descriptions. There are multiple recipes in the book, if that's kind of your jam. But I love it because it, I mean, obviously it checks all of the cozy boxes that you would want. But I like, for me, how well done every aspect was so for example our amateur sleuth she's um i thought that she was very well-rounded she has her flaws so she's not you know super perfect or anything but also she's not doing anything you know too stupid to where you're like don't go in there call the police you know (laughs) that kind of thing and speaking of the police we've got our um our you know our detective or our town sheriff who um, he was very competent. And one of my pet peeves is when they portray the the police officials as mm-hmm. harried and completely mm-hmm. incapable. And he wasn't like that at all. But I just, I have such fond memories of reading that series while reading that series or that book. And I'd love to go back to that because it was just, it was such a fun time. And I know that the series is over. I had, um, I kind of dragging my feet knowing that it's over now because <laughs> I think Courtney, you might have been the one to be like, I cried reading the last book. <laughs> I, I don't I, know if I'm ready. Yes, <laughs> I, don't know I sobbed ready as though like somebody yet. had died in my life. Yeah. Like, <laughs> oh no. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I cried. So, I cried uh, so much at the end of the, <laughs> this series. Like I've never cried oh, that much gosh. with a cozy, but it's like tears of like this is beautiful and the perfect way to end yeah, the series. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Yes. Of course, yeah. So I I highly recommend people to read it, obviously, but that's definitely one that I would love to revisit. And maybe if I do start from the beginning, I'll finish it through. But uh, at least I know it ended as opposed to just kind of fizzling out and you never feel like you get closure from characters. 
Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep, totally. Yeah, no, you absolutely get closure. It's beautiful. Like this is the best ending to a series I think that I've read so far. It's just, it's perfect. Oh, awesome. I would agree. I'm excited to finish it off. Awesome. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I endorse that. Um, but for me, the one that I would probably want to reread for the first time would be Shady Hollow by Juno Black. Ah, it mm-hmm. is so, oh, it's so lovely. Like this is my go-to cozy mystery recommendation right now. I think it is just like, it perfectly encapsulates like the vibe of the cozy mystery genre. It's such a comfort read and it's set in like this ridiculously charming woodland town called Shady Hollow and it follows an investigative reporter named Vera Vixen who solves murders that happen in the community and Vera also just so happens to be a fox so all the characters in the series are forest creatures which like can sound a little bit cheesy but it's actually just completely adorable and fun and cozy and it's like Animal Crossing with murder in it. It's just, it's the greatest thing. Mm-hmm. I love it so oh. much. Yeah, sold. <laughs> yeah, I'm constantly <laughs> like pushing that one. The Animal Crossing with murder is, that's such a perfect description, especially since Animal Crossing, myself included, is such a comfort like game for people. Mm-hmm. So add in some murder, then sold. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, and I will say like the, the mysteries are a bit predictable, but that's totally not what you're going to these books for. Like you're going to these right. books for the comfort and for the community. Right. And it's just, it's absolutely adorable. Okay, so what is one cozy mystery novel coming out later this year that you cannot wait to pick up? And we will start with Spencer on this one. Yes, so I actually uh, touched on this one earlier, but it's um, Birder She Wrote, (laughs) which is the 33rd book in the Meg Langzo series by Donna Andrews. Full disclosure, no idea what the specific plot line of this book is going to be about. I just know it's an auto buy because it is one of my favorite cozy series. And then also anything that's a murder she wrote pun has my full attention. (laughs) So I'm super excited for that one. If it's anything like the previous books in the series, we're going to get a lot of hijinks from the amateur sleuth family which is really kind of what the series is centered about or excuse me centered around um and i i'm here for it i can't wait she's got you know just to kind of give you an idea her grandfather is kind of like the steve Irwin character meaning he has made his career where he's famous for being you know obviously all into animals he had a show he's an activist at this point now that he's retired She's got a um, cousin, she's got a thousand cousins, but one of her cousins is the town coroner, uh, which comes in handy and kind of makes it realistic as to how she can get her info. But he walks around in a gorilla suit. It's like this <laughs> quirk that nobody in the family talks about, but like, <laughs> hey, he's doing his job well, so it's okay. And I, I just, I love her family so much because they are quirky, but at the same time, they're not too over the top and at the end of the day they have each other's backs and they care for one another so um I'm excited to see you know what the mystery in this one is going to be but mostly so that I can join her family again because they're just the best oh that sounds so fun yeah (laughs) all right Courtney how about you okay so mine is catch me if you candy 
Um, it's the 17th book in the Bake Shop Mystery series by Ellie mm-hmm. Alexander. Mm-hmm. And it's I already have it pre-ordered. Uh, it will come out on August 22nd. Um, but it is Halloween themed. And there's yeah. like a huge giant like street party um, in Ashland. And Tort is um basically got like these trick or tort bags and of course like it's in the middle or it's towards the end of like the Oregon Shakespeare Festival and it's just gonna be absolutely amazing and and Carlos and Ramiro are there I cannot wait like I really need to catch up on that series because I love them so much and the last book that I read I don't remember but it ended on kind of like a cliffhanger with Carlos Mm-hmm. So what what you just said isn't necessarily a spoiler for me, but I'm super excited to have them back because I enjoyed reading about them and seeing their relationship mm-hmm. um, in general. I won't say what the relationship is, but I I love yeah. it. I love it. Yeah, I agree. And I just like, I cannot wait to be like in Ashland at Halloween. Like that sounds like the, the best time. Mm-hmm. I can't wait. Agreed. And the cover is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Her covers are the best. <laughs> I know, they're so cute. So uh, the book that I want to recommend that's coming out later this year is Bored to Death by CJ Connor. And this one also comes out in August. And it is a cozy mystery. If you're not familiar with that term, it's a queer cozy mystery. And this book follows board game shop owner Ben Rosencrantz. And he's struggling to keep his game shop afloat um, when a local rare game collector offers him a strategy to get his hands on this extremely valuable game. And then, uh, naturally, a few days later, the collector is found dead behind Ben's dumpster and a backpack full of $100 bills just shows up on his doorstep. So he becomes the number one suspect. He's immersed in the investigation. And um, this book is just very fun. It's got, like, the the puzzle-solving kind of vibe that we get from a lot of cozy mysteries that I really enjoy. It's inclusive, and it's also set in my hometown of Salt Lake, so that's super fun for me. Oh, that is fun. Yeah, and I've never read like a board game cozy before, so I'm I'm excited for that one to come out. I haven't either, and I think I might have the first one on my list uh, of TBR because of that exact reason. Yeah, you'll have to let me know what you think. I I can't wait. So before we sign off, do you want to just let our listeners know how they can connect with you online and find your booktube channels? And we'll start with Courtney. Uh, yeah, so you can um, find me just typing in Court Tagonist on any of the social medias. I did just recently start my own webpage called you just go courttagonist.com and it will take you straight to all of the things that I'm working on, whether it be um, my videos, updates on the cozy mystery book I'm writing, or even um, just really fun articles that I have uh wanted to write about like millennial cozies things like that so just just look up court protagonist awesome how about you spencer i can be found on instagram and youtube at intentionally bookish that's usually where you can find me and i know over on my instagram i've got one of those uh bio cards so if you're ever over there and you can't remember or want an easy way to access my videos you can click on that card as well 
Awesome. Well, thank you both so, so much for taking the time to chat. Like, I am a fangirl of your channel, so this has been a treat for me. No, thank you oh, so much. Oh, thank you so much. I love your podcast, so it was such an honor to be invited on and to get to talk books, which is my absolute favorite thing in the world. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Thank I'm you. Great. We can talk books anytime, and I just, I so appreciate you. And listeners, we appreciate you for joining us, so we'll be back with another episode soon, so stay tuned. That's all for today's episode. Be sure to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at Get Cozy Podcast to see which authors we'll be hosting in our upcoming episodes. Thanks so much for listening, and until next time, happy reading and stay cozy.